My sultry voice, is it coming through well? Mm, looks like it. My my sultry, sultry voice. Chance, stop it. <laughs> You're going to drive them mad. Um, we can talk about how this is not a podcast about Boy Meets World anymore. Okay, why? Because this is now a My Date with the President's Daughter podcast. Yes, both main characters <laughs> from My Date with the President's Daughter have appeared in this episode. My Date with the President's Daughter, oh yeah. My, my Date, date. With her. her. Um, oh, man. I need to watch that. Why is it not on Disney Plus? Uh, none of the Disney... There, there was like a Disney hour. I forget what it was called. Wasn't on, The Wonderful World to Disney? Yeah, yeah, on ABC. And it's kind of where the idea of Disney Channel original movies came from. Mm-hmm. But it's like they were pre-DCOMs. Yeah, it was pre-DCOMs. And when Disney Channel was really only like Mickey cartoons and kids shows. Uh-huh. And... Um, so it was like Susie Q, um, My Date with the President's Daughter. I think one was called like Circle of Life or Circle of the Sun or something. Ring of Endless Light. Ring of Endless Light, yeah. Yeah. Um, they were all those movies. And for some reason, none of them are on Disney+. Plus. And Who I, do I need to talk to? Um, Bob Iger? He's not there anymore. He's not. Maybe if I talk to him, he can just get him up on the phone and say, hey, Bob. What gives? Yeah, we need my date with the president's daughter. It's not streaming anywhere, I don't think. That'd be a good bonus episode. <laughs> it would be, but no one could watch along because it's not streaming anywhere. If we got it on Disney Plus, if we make it happen, our legions of followers, <laughs> our K-pop stands who have joined with us, rise at this time. Time, the time is upon us. They say that we should lie down and just accept whatever they give to us. But I say, not this day. We will rise up and we will tweet at Disney until they bring my date with the president's daughter to Disney+. Plus. Who's with me? I, I am very with you. Well, that's two. Now there are two of us. There we go. Now there are two. <laughs> Look at this. This is the VHS cover of My Date with the President's Daughter. Oh, it's perfect. Can I, can I order it on uh, Amazon? YouTube even? No, I'm looking. Yeah, like I said, this is a pre- My Date with the President's Daughter podcast. <laughs> the last now. thing I looked up was Totoro and Gigi the Cat plushes, because my boys are loving those movies. Gosh, there is no official place to stream My Date with the President's Daughter. This is a crime. A criminal can, crime. You can order the VHS on Amazon. That's the only thing that's popped up. This is a criminal crime. And Suzy Q is a good movie, too. The Pink Power Rangers, I a ghost. I believe that that is like not even on Amazon to buy. Yeah, it's not. If you're out there and you know how we can get My Date with the President's Daughter and Suzy Q, hit me up. Let me know. It's time to enact some change into the world. Bring some positivity and light into this year. Did you watch Suzy Q? I mean, yeah. Okay. You just weren't having a reaction to it. Oh, like, yeah. Man, that was a great I mean, movie. It had Kimberly the Pink Power Ranger in it. It did. She was a ghost. Yeah. Though, the end is such a cop-out. It's been so long since I've seen it. Well, but, so he's, like, in love with the ghost, but she completes her unfinished business, and she, like, goes away, and... Isn't there a new person that looks just like her? Yeah, it's, like, looks, and, and she's like, oh, hi, I'm Susan, or something like that. It's, like, mm, that's it's how a real the movie 500 ends. Days of Summer. Yeah. My name's Autumn kind of deal. Yeah. That is the worst part of that entire movie. The rest of it's great. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's just like, oh, it's such a cop-out. This can't be a movie about, like, healthy loss. Yeah, just let it just let it end. Yeah. Sometimes that's okay. But anyway, uh, Susie Q, my date with the president's daughter, let's get on it. Bring her in the slide, whatever. If you're Take it or leave it. sitting over here and you're like, what is my date with the president's daughter? Why are we talking about it? Missy Robinson and Eric are the main characters. Mm-hmm. Missy Robinson is the president's daughter and Eric is a dorky magician who can't get a date, so he makes a bet that he can get a hot date for a dance, and he asks out the first girl he sees, which just happens to be... The president's daughter, who slipped her security detail. Yeah. Hilarity ensues. Hilarity ensues. For real, though. It's wonderful. It's great. My favorite part... Is she's like, uh, I live at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. He like drives there, it's the White House, and he's like, great, she gave me the White House. Like, this is crap. <laughs> and then he goes, I wonder if there's a 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue South. <laughs> so he like goes up to the gatehouse to ask that question, but then they like let him in and like take him up the uh-huh. drive, and he's just like, what's going on? I don't understand what's happening. Mm-hmm. It's a very different character to Eric. It is. He's a dorky magician. Yeah, it's wonderful though. Great movie. My Date with the President's Daughter podcast. Maybe a bonus episode coming. K-pop stands. Activate. When this boy meets world.
brought to you by the Taxidermy Guild of Philadelphia. Unless someone real decides to sponsor us, this is Boy Meets World Fever. I'm one of your hosts, Chance. And I'm your other host, Cameron. <laughs> yes, that was good. I told you I knew who the brought to you by was this week. So, Cameron, how are you? I'm good. Yeah. Feeling rested. Wow. How's, what's that like? It's all right. To I not don't hate it. Don't love it. To not feel exhausted is like my dream. Someday you two may be there, <laughs> my friend. Um, Probably not. I'm, I'm feeling pretty good. We talked about my date with the president's daughter. Mm-hmm. As you should. I love my date with the president's daughter. Uh, this girl in this episode was a big crush for me, actually. Huh. Like, right around that, like, 10-year-old mark for us, big crush. Okay. So. I can see it. Yeah. She wasn't, like, Topanga levels of, like, all-time crush, mm-hmm. but... But she's on there. She was on that list. Okay, yeah. All right. I, I don't even know. <laughs> you just kind of drove that conversation just, yeah, to just, Yeah, I don't know why. Cameron, do you remember how to do a podcast? Um, I think so. Okay. It's only been a week. It's been a long week. We were just saying, today, my wife and I, we were like, was that really, like, a week ago? Like, did that... Like, we were talking about some stuff. We were like, that really a week ago that that happened? It feels like so much longer. It's just, maybe I'm not well rested. (laughs) Maybe you're the most tired you've ever been. Maybe. I I am staying up later. Did you, did you couch Mageddon? I did not. Okay. How could I? How could you? I have two small children. It would never work. You could try. could dream. Someday. (laughs) Someday. You could dream a dream. Someday we too shall couch Mageddon. Um, you could time loop day. I could. I could, I could. Next year. Next year. Yes. How are you doing? Um, I'm okay. Like I said, uh, my date with the president's daughter really gave me some energy. Yeah, I can see that. Really filled me up. Mm-hmm. We sang the song. Uh, if you didn't listen to the cold open, go back, listen to us sing Why the song. Why would you not? It's probably the best part of the show every week because <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything. It has nothing to do with anything. Um, we were supposed to have a guest for this episode. That guest decided that they really needed some rest. So we're going to have them on later. Yes, they will come later. Yep, they're a returning guest, a fan favorite we can say that because no one's gotten back to us about whether they liked or didn't like any guests. So we're just assuming they were all fan favorites. Yep. You know who you are. They were all fan all favorites. All of you. Uh, other people who are, haven't been on the show, come on the show. Yeah. And people who have come on the show. Yeah, come, come on, on the, the show. show. We love you. We need to have like a panel of all of our guests one day. Yeah. I don't know what we'd talk about. I think it'd be a nightmare, but oh, it'd be it a fun. It would be the absolute worst. It'd be a fun nightmare. I don't know. We have different <laughs> definitions of fun. Um, so anyway, uh, let's jump into the episode. All right, here we are, episode 309, The Last Temptation of Corey. I literally thought you were going to say, episode 309, my date with the president's daughter. <laughs> episode 309, my date with the president's daughter. <laughs> I don't know why, that's just in my head what you were going to say. If only. No, The, the Last Temptation of Corey. And I guess it's my synop. It's your synop. All right, well, Topanga's sick. And Corey and Sean have to find new partners for their history project about the Great Depression. Um, And Corey ends up being partnered with a girl named Missy Robinson, um, who, come to find out, is into Corey. Because he has, quote unquote, the scent, scent. as um, Sean puts it. Because he is off the market, quote unquote. So he is, like, desirable to women. And so... Missy Robinson is trying to seduce him um, throughout parts of the episode. Um, hilarity, it, it's there. It ensues some. Hilarity ensues. Stuff happens with Eric that's way funnier. <laughs> and Mr. Feeney is just a classic Mr. Feeney. Yeah, yeah. Good, good synop. Good mm-hmm. synop. Thank you, thank you. I like how you left out the fact that Missy Robinson's name is only Missy Robinson because it's close enough to Mrs. Robinson mm-hmm. that they can make... For the graduate joke. Yep, so they can make the graduate joke. Mrs. Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. <laughs> um, Last Temptation of Corey, 1988 film, Last Temptation of Christ. Just putting it out there, Martin, Martin Scorsese? I don't know. I think it was. A Scorsese flick for the ages. You know, it's right there in his wheelhouse, lots of gangster movies and all of those things in a movie about jesus yeah getting married having kids like you do yeah um so this the 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 plot of this episode and the plot of that movie really have nothing absolutely nothing to do with each other which is kind of a staple for this show it's just like this sounds good yeah it's pretty fitting uh wake up little Corey is still a great title okay it is um once in love with amy that's the only other one i can remember boys to mensa bad title (laughs) bad title (laughs) 
Boys to Menza. The, the, the punching bag of Boy Meets World Fever. Mm-hmm. Hate it. Uh, it's probably one of the worst episodes we've ever reviewed other than... It's true. The Windy episode. Oh, the Windy episode. Actually, that rated higher because of me. I still... Well, the um, Boy Meets Girl Meets Boy Meets World uh, folks loving that episode really got me thinking. I still don't like it. I still don't think there's anything enjoyable about it. <laughs> but it got, but it got you thinking. Yeah. Didn't change your mind. So, nice try. Tanya um, and Alden. We appreciate you. Uh, yes, Tanya and Alden. Thank you. I was blanking on some names. Uh, we can't wait to have you guys on the show. We should have them on for the Frankie episode. I think you said that. Oh, off, I, uh, off mic, you've said that. I think I have too. Uh, tweet at them. Tell them you want to be you want them on for the Frankie episode. <laughs> okay, we're in. I, I just don't know. You're anyway, so, you're speechless. All right, start us off. Okay, as I said, Topanga is sick. Corey's talking to her on the phone. But how does she get sick? She eats her trout fluid. Fish oil. Oh, fish oil. <laughs> yeah, she's a fish oil fish oil head. Mm-hmm. A real trout head. Which. In the late 90s, which this was, I think, 95. Mm-hmm. Um, 94. I think this 95. one was 94. We're 95. Um, but in the later 90s, my mom was all about fish My oil. mom, too. Yeah. What is the deal? <laughs> what is the point? The omega-3s or whatever. Okay. I, I don't know. All right. So you have your omega. fish oils. Is it like a predecessor to essential oils? Probably. Something like that. The most essential oil. Fish oil. Did, did you have the America. big like tablets that were huge and mm-hmm. you were like a kid and you were like, I can't swallow that. But your I, mom I was mean, like, oh, you will. Oh, we, she didn't force them upon us. Oh. She only did it to herself. No, I had to take it. Doesn't it give you like the fish burps? I don't think I ever did. It was a long time ago. Okay. I we, don't know. Fish oil though. Man, people are crazy. Yeah. I think it's still like a thing. I think do. it is too. Isn't omega-3s a big part of keto? you're asking the wrong guy yeah okay um that's probably true walnuts i think have them yeah walnuts are good when i when i did the whole 30 no i had to do some kind of restricted diet thing just because a friend wanted me to do it with them it's usually the best way to do it yeah and i did this salad that was uh spinach walnuts uh a cutie and uh balsamic vinegar oh that sounds lovely it was good Mm. Mm -mm 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 -mm. yummy anyway Topanga's a big fish oil head, though. Yeah, a big fish oil And he uh, ends the call with, I love you, Topi. Aww. Everybody awes. Everyone awes. And he's like, drop dead, we're in love. And then Sean's like, don't pull that again. Yeah, don't, don't ever do that again. How dare anybody think that we could have feelings for each other. Yeah. Or even just love each other platonically. Ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, I love Sean in this episode. We'll get there because I absolutely love him in this episode, but he's toxic. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm, no. Yeah, for sure. And Corey, Corey's like, I mean, what, what do I care? Topanga and I do everything together. And then a girl comes up and is like, hey, love that shirt, Corey. And he just makes like the weirdest response. He's like, thanks. <laughs> Underneath it, I'm half naked. What? <laughs> like, even as flirting, that's nothing. It's true. That's, that's nothing. <laughs> It's weird. It's a weird thing to say. The scent that Sean mentions must be very powerful. That Corey could walk away from something like that and still smell like daisies. Yep, exactly. And uh, he's like, he's like, oh, you do everything together? Does that include flirting with Libby Harper? Hmm. I was just a conversation. I was just being nice. Yeah. Um, sure, mm. Corey. Yeah, so this is when Sean puts forth this idea of the scent, which I've already alluded to. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, when you're off the market, you're just desirable to other women. Because that's all that women want, is what they can't have. Mm-hmm. Which is very simplistic and incorrect. Yeah, it's really dumb. Very Sean thing to think. Yeah, he may be... You might be able to like justify it a little bit by like high school girls are dramatic and have really skewed views of romance because of media and thus the more dramatic relationship seems the more real it seems you could make it work the rush yeah but in reality it's just bad Mm -hmm. it's just bad and sean needs to stop sean sean has some bad women takes oh maybe only has bad women takes (laughs) that's definitely true (laughs) yeah we'll keep a tally board and if we come across any good ones we'll make sure to say this one's endorsed Yep. By Boy Meets World Fever. This, so far, none. So far, none. And Corey's like, oh, Sean, you're ridiculous. You're going to make it seem like, I don't know, Missy Robinson is going to come over and start making small talk. Mm-hmm. She comes over. She says, Corey, did you know that the sun sets at 6.52 today? <laughs> no, I did not know that. <laughs> so, I did some calculations for our timeline. Okay. 
I went to timeanddate.com and found out when, in Philadelphia, the sun would set at 6.52. Wow. <laughs> and we're looking at sort of early November, pre-daylight savings time. That, I mean, that actually makes it. So honestly, though, it might be late October because I think it has been since this episode has come out. It was like early 2000s that they officially made daylight savings time the first Sunday or first Saturday after Halloween in November. Mm-hmm. Because they did make that change that Halloween always has more light because little kids are out. Okay. Um so it could be late October, but we're in that October, November, which checks out for like, we're about nine episodes into the season if we started September, mm-hmm. October, November. Yeah, I say early November. Um, spoilers, but the next episode is the uh, New Year's episode. Oh yeah, we have quite a jump. <laughs> so we are going to jump forward a bit. Um, but yeah, so Missy Robinson, the sun sets at 6.52. I guess it depends if we're talking begins to set or reaches full night. But Reach's Full Night would be wild. No, it'd have that to be, be the case. It'd have to be sunsetting. Yeah. We're in early November. Early November. Yeah. Maybe they took a break. Well, yeah, because you got to take a break for Thanksgiving and Christmas. Mm-hmm. It's the it's the mid-season hiatus. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, I don't know. This beginning, everyone's stupidity is just kind of working for me. Yeah, that's really good. <laughs> I thought it was really funny. Uh, when they get to class and Sean is... Saying, like, uh, Missy's sitting in Topanga's seat. And Corey's like, shut up. I'm trying to listen to Feeny. And Feeny closes the book, Mr. Matthews. What was I saying? <laughs> I, don't like, I don't know. I was too busy absorbing to listen. I, it worked for me. I thought it was really funny. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, Mr. Hunter, what what was I saying? And Sean's like, Franklin Roosevelt and the New Deal. <laughs> and Mr. Feeny, like, My like, heart. He's heart. correct. <laughs> he's like, it's been my... Answer for two, two years. years. <laughs> had to be right sometimes. Eventually had to pay <laughs> off. Does he get a new answer after this? Does he like start thinking like Neil Armstrong in the space race? <laughs> Maybe so. It's like it, this one thing has paid off. It's starting to pick something else. Uh, and um, yeah, so <laughs> the bell rings and Feeney's like, remember, get partners for the assignment or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, which... What partner do you need for a history assignment? I'm confused about this. Are they doing presentations? Yeah, it seems like they're just writing a paper together, which kind of seems like it would be the worst thing in the entire world. It could be, or it could not be. If you like take different parts, it could be pretty nice. It's like, you're working on this part, I'm going to work on this part. I could see it. Okay, maybe. I, I feel like I would rather just sit down and bust out a paper. True, that like, is how I like to do. I wouldn't... That's me typing. Like, blending our styles together and all that. I just... Mm-mm. Mm-hmm. That is tough. I would say no thank you. Um, Maybe they're making a poster or a diorama. Feeney sure. doesn't seem a diorama or poster type. When I was in ninth grade, it had to be, I had a teacher named Mr. Folliber who was obsessed with prints. And our group, we... it was I think it was history. It may have been social studies. I don't remember. It was something like that. But we were doing... Um, we did a group project and we needed to make a video that was based on something historical. So we made our version of the Jerry Springer show where people came on and accused Socrates of corrupting the youth of ancient Greece. Amazing. <laughs> there was a... One of the people was Socrates and like we had like parents come whose children had like gone on to the students and we had like fake fights that's amazing (laughs) i remember it was in junior high eighth grade i want to say it was civics and we had to make it was like a video project i guess we could have done other things but we all decided to do videos we picked one of the i almost said commandments (laughs) one of the amendments to the uh, constitution (laughs) one of the commandments of the constitution (laughs) Uh, and we had to, like, make a video about it. And we did a peaceful protest. And we, like, made an episode of Cops. I think I've told part of this story before. Because my friend's dad was a cop. And so my friend, like, dressed up in, like, one of his uniforms. And I like, got to sit in the car and, like, pretend like he was going to this protest. But we were, uh, the people were protesting that there was an Amish person. Like, or Amish people in that neighborhood. And their buggies were too slow. And so they were, like, protesting them. Because they're, like, they're getting in our way. I don't know. But then I was the Amish person and I came out and was like, we're but peaceful people. And then they all like start beating me up and then they all get arrested because it's not peaceful protest at that point. Yeah. They don't have the right of peaceable assembly anymore. Uh-huh. So we did that and then we um, went crazy after that point and made like 
Amish kung fu master and we had like sword fights in the front yard. Well, like you do. Yeah, you're supposed to do that, right? <laughs> that was going to be my question of like, if, did you ever have a big history project? Oh. But we already did it. We already did it. I also did... If um, you out there had a history project you want to tell us about... Go for it. I also did the Russian Revolution. Ooh. And for my... It was a history fair. Mm-hmm. And so we had to have the big board. And for my like display, I took a G.I. Joe and like dressed him in like plainer clothes and drew a little goatee on him and then put him in a um, like a Tupperware but flipped upside down like he was laying in state. And it was Vladimir Lenin. Vladimir Lenin. <laughs> it was wonderful. You're very much enjoying this. Uh, your uh, commandments mix up. They use the joke twice in this episode. Twice. Of uh, Sean and Eric are stupid and say the wrong thing. Um, Virgo. <laughs> yeah, instead of ergo, uh, Sean says, Virgo, they mm-hmm. want you. Mm-hmm. Or women can't have you. Virgo, they want you. And yeah. then later, Eric is like, uh, this guy is going to pay for my college intuition. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, so, it's, such, it's such a good joke, though. Isn't it kind of weird how, like, they're using the same jokes with Eric as they do with Sean and vice versa? Yeah, they really didn't plan them differently. No. They're both just dumb. (laughs) Yep. I guess it's like I said before, you don't want to paint yourself in a corner with, like, a dumb character. Because then they just become unlikable. But they said, we'll make two dumb characters. That'll show them. And they'll both be, they'll be two podcasters' favorite two Uh characters. (laughs) At least mine doesn't stay dumb. You could argue mine was really a genius all along. <laughs> um, so the, they tell him to partner up for this project. Um, and Sean is uh, and Sean and Corey are like, us? Of course. Yeah. Mr. Feeney tells him they need to spread the wealth. Mm-hmm. And Sean's like, I, if I cannot do this project with you, my very best friend in the entire world, I'm just not gonna. And then a pretty girl's like, Sean, <laughs> do you have a partner? partner? Bye. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> So Sean gets a partner, and then who should ask Corey but... Trini. Trini. Trini's so good. Like, I know she's weird, but she seems like she just gets done dirty by this show. It's true. She's just the butt of all the jokes. Like, Corey's just constantly just, like, writing her off. Topanga obviously likes her. Mm-hmm. And she's, she seems to be a good judge of character. I don't know if she's Actually, dating she's Corey. Actually, she's not. She is dating Corey. We'll get to that. She's way too forgiving. Um... <laughs> Uh, but yeah, uh, quality. She does not. We talked about this the last time Trini was on. But if like a new generation discovered Boy Meets World, I have a feeling like Trini would kind of be like a crush, mm-hmm. quote unquote, of like the new generation because of. I know it's not as in vogue as it was like five ten, years ago, even five ten years ago. Yeah. But the manic pixie dream girl thing like really took off a yeah, while back. Shortly after this show and yeah lasted for a while so uh that you could recontextualize trini as like a sex icon or something but you could but we're not going to um poor trini though yeah um but Corey's like i am not going to be her partner yeah. so she's like we better <laughs> be partners and he's like well, i guess we should go look yeah he's like since you she's she goes since you don't have a partner and i don't have a partner and he cuts her off yeah you're right we better go get looking yeah. <laughs> <laughs> poor trini <laughs> Um, and then who should be waiting outside the door but dun-dun-dun. Missy Robinson. She doesn't roll off the tongue like Topanga. Topanga. Um, yes. So Missy Robinson asking him to be partners. And she's like, I'm sure your girlfriend Topo Gigio won't mind. Uh, you mean Topanga. Whatever. <laughs> well, whatever. Rude. Uh, I'm sure your girlfriend Topo Gigio. Topo Gigio. <laughs> I loved it. Um, that was very funny. The weird part about this scene to me is that Feeney is behind Corey and Missy the entire time. You can like see his back. And there's a black student and an Asian student. But none of them seem to be talking. They're just standing there. Interesting. In eagle Eye. We're going to call you Eagle Eye now for the things you I, notice in the background. I did watch it twice. Mm. Um, I watched the episode twice. But I was thinking, like, why are they just standing back there the whole time? And then, um, like, you don't see Trini go to Mr. Feeney, but it must happen at some point. And then he brings her around and is like, uh, Miss... I don't remember what he says. I don't remember either. Miss So-and-so doesn't have a partner, Mr. Matthews. And he's like, taken. He puts his arm around Missy. Like you do with your partner. (laughs) You just say, hey, I'm with Missy here. Nope. Arm around her. Mm. 
He was just asking for it. Yeah. Now, let's talk about Corey for the first of many times. She at one point goes, uh, will you be my partner? He's like, I'm going to do it alone. I've got the strength of 10 men. And she giggles and says, you're funny. And he should already be like on high alert. Mm-hmm. And then she goes, and cute too. And he's like, Corey, what you doing? He should know exactly what he's walking into. Yeah. What you doing, Corey? Corey. Trying to play all innocent. I mean, I guess like that kind of attention from a girl... Especially if you're not used to it, would feel really good. So I can mm-hmm. give him a little bit of leeway, but but I feel like they're sort of playing him off as oblivious. Yeah, which could also be the case. He's not the most aware of people. Yeah, socially aware. Um, but also, come on, Corey. Come on, Corey. Exactly. Um, and then they get to the lunchroom. Lunchroom, and Corey's like, "Sean, you won't believe it. I go to to." birth of the lunch lady to pay for my lunch and she, she says, says it's taken care, care of yeah <laughs> I, don't, I don't remember what sean says but yeah come to find out missy robinson did it yeah missy robinson paid for it the scent the scent um and Corey's like you still don't or sean's like you still don't smell it do you he's like oh the the shawarma in the pocket <laughs> they told me it was fresh they told me it was fresh Which i gotta say this cafeteria they serve them hummus I got shawarma. It's a pretty interesting cafeteria. True. I've never had shawarma. It's good. We made some here once. I doubt I could have it. I think it's got a it's lot of It's probably peppers. a lot of paprika. Yeah. And peppers. I have an allergy. Um, the only prescription is more cowbell. That was okay. <laughs> you don't know that one? I do. Okay. <laughs> I was about to say, really? You don't know that one? I know it from you. I was never the biggest SNL guy. I feel like that's culturally... It's, it's, it's out there. It's, it's true. not just me. Um... So Corey goes to eat lunch with Dun 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 Missy, Missy Robinson. Robinson. Oh, every time, <laughs> Missy Robinson. <laughs> Missy Robinson. I really like Missy Robinson. Actually, <laughs> I know that she's like the villain of this episode. She's painted really likably. Uh-huh. <laughs> like there will be. Well, there is someone later. Mm. She who will not be named. Well, she will be named. We will not speak her name. <laughs> um. And she's a lot easier to hate. But Missy, I'm actually kind of on board for Missy. I'm really not. I don't... It doesn't make sense. What doesn't make sense? Why she is? Why is she into Cory? Why is Topanga into Cory? Why, well, why is anyone into Cory? Why anyone is into Cory is a great question. But Missy makes less sense. Just because she would have been the popular blonde girl. Mm-hmm. She's got to be older, too, because she plays opposite Wilfred Dell in My Date with the President's Daughter. Oh, yeah. My date. With her. <laughs> <laughs> um, this episode is going to be titled Boys Meet My Date with the President's Daughter, isn't it? It has to be. <laughs> um, if it isn't, it should be. If it isn't, it should be. Uh, we're having a good time. We're, we're doing great. Yeah, we're, we're stumbling our way through. <laughs> um, as long as we're f- falling forward, mm-hmm. say we're doing all right. Uh, this is when we pick up the B plot. Mm-hmm. I'd call this the C plot. It gets us about as much time. Yeah, the, both of these <laughs> subplots have two scenes. Yeah, yeah, we'll call them both C plots. Okay. It's got yes. two C two plots. Two C plots. It's a weird ACC sort of rotation. Um, but this is where we pick up the C plot um, with Feeney coming over to Turner and Eli. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, he comes over and he's. <laughs> I don't know what's happening. We'll cut all this out. We'll cut all this no, out. No, we won't. <laughs> What's wrong with me? You're well rested. Uh, I'm not well rested. I think I was lying to everyone, including myself. Um, Feeney comes, mm-hmm. and he is raising money for a walkathon. It's one of those, like, you give me X amount of dollars for every mile that I walk. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I walk, you pledge a dollar, I walk five miles, you give me five dollars. Mm-hmm. That's kind of low. Low end there. Um, but he's coming, trying to get some more money from Jonathan and pull one over on Eli. Yeah. Painfully obvious to us in the audience. Painfully obvious. But painfully hilarious. Uh, conning people for charity. Somebody's got to do it. The homeless need that money. I guess we don't know what the walk is for. Maybe it's I for Phoenix. He said homeless people. Oh, is it? Is it for the homeless? Mm-hmm. Okay, that's good. Yes, walking for the homeless. Yeah, so Turner pledged two bucks a mile, and he's like, shame on you. Mm-hmm. Janitor Bud pledged twice that much, and he's a man of no fixed address. Mm-hmm. Which is not a continuity problem. Janitor Bud is his secretary. We yes, know this. I don't know why he called him Janitor Bud and not Secretary Bud. 
Well, I think Janitor Bud is his given name. <laughs> his first name is Janitor. It, it, Jan Itor. Jan Juan Iter yeah, Bud. His Juan last Iter name. Bud. His mother is from Colombia. And uh, Scrubs, the janitor, whenever he needs a like persona, he's like, I am Dr. Jan Itor. <laughs> I love that actor so much. I've been watching The Middle. Oh, Neil Flynn. He, he plays the dad in oh. The Middle. So good. Just like the perfect depiction of a Midwestern lower class father. <laughs> Just sort of okay. emotionally distant. But, like, cares about his kids. But, like, you know, not going to, like, say I love you. Um, oh. Like, has trouble with his emotions, but also still really cares and will do things for his family. And still learning and growing. That's such a such a fun show. Okay. It just feels really relatable. Apparently I need to watch The Middle. Yeah, it's really good. I've never, I've never watched it. It's I'm on listening. HBO Max. Of course it is. HBO Max, my nemesis. It's all a nemesis. Um, yes, he's in that as the dad. Neil Flynn, we love you. Come on the show. And um, we'll call you Yanni Tor the whole time. Yeah, from Raymond. What's everybody loves Raymond, the wife's name? But she's the mom on the middle. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like both of them having Debra. That's not her actual name. But yeah, that's Debra! Debra! <laughs> I don't know what to do with you right now. <laughs> You're yelling Debra. That's my Ray Romano impression. <laughs> it, it was fantastic. Debra! I remember my parents watching Everybody Loves Raymond, but I... I've tried. I just could never get into it. I it was, I think it was a cultural moment, and once that cultural moment passed... Poof, it's like Game of Thrones. Yeah, it was done. Nothing has left the collective memory of humanity faster than Game of Thrones. It's really true. Uh, someone on the internet, uh, he, he's like a booktuber named Daniel Green. He was like, we are in a pandemic where everyone is re-watching everything, and the one thing no one is talking about re-watching is Game of Thrones. <laughs> Which is true. Mm-hmm. Nothing disappeared faster than Game of Thrones. Amazing. Um, anyway, Janitor Bud. <laughs> Yanni Torbud. Um, yeah, um, he pledged twice that. Uh-huh. So Turner bumps his pledge up to $5 a mile. Mm-hmm. And then he's trying to get money out of Eli. And he's like, I'll, what if I just write you a check for 50 bucks? Mm-hmm. Um, he's like, no, no, no. Even if I just walk a mile or two, it'll be well worth oh, my suffering. Yes, because he's pretending like, when the weather gets damp, my joints swell up. Yes. He's like grabbing the pen. He's like, oh. He's kind of rubbing his hand and just, oh, oh, he, my joints. He, oh. he must straight up lie. I don't know. But he's like, uh, I was a no-show last year. Maybe he was a no-show, but I feel like it's a lie. Wouldn't Turner be like, Feeny, I've known you like a year and a half now. Well, Turner, I know for your some games. reason, just like pieces out. Oh, okay. Because uh, he's he's pulled this with Turner before. Yeah. With Squash. When they yeah. were going to play Squash. Yep, he hustled him. Mm-hmm. Uh, was there money on that game too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But this time it's for charity. Yeah. But so he gets Eli to pledge $50 a mile. So yeah. Feeney can only make it a mile. At least he still gets the $50. Yeah. So kind of him. And that's kind of all that is. Then we cut back over to the other side of the cafeteria. Yeah, Missy's rubbing moisture uh-huh. on her arm. He's like, she's like, feel. And Corey just, boink. Yeah. Ooh, moist. Yeah. And he's like, somehow it reminds me of our history assignment. <laughs> My skin reminds you of the Great Depression? Uh, not the whole thing. Just the end where everybody got all happy again. Again, Corey, you are not sending this girl the same signals you should be yeah you, you gotta shut it down um and he's like do you want to work on the assignment this weekend and she's like well that would be hard with my party and all mm, classic yeah so cory gets ended up inviting gets ended up being invited to missy's party yeah bring sean mm-hmm. so the two of them Corey's not thinking he's gonna come mm-hmm. maybe in his heart of hearts he knows that he will mm-hmm. um but he's like, and we can set aside some time to talk about the Great Depression. Wouldn't be a party if we didn't. <laughs> and scene. And scene. Um, then we get to Corey's house where he and Sean are talking about the party. And Eric has a hammer. Uh-huh. He takes down the family picture, <laughs> smashes it into the wall. It's like, good thing I'm hanging a picture. Uh-huh. Well, first he takes the picture down and he says... Okay. Hey, Sean, take this. And Sean yeah. just goes, okay. And he walks <laughs> out the door. Which is the part of the episode that I laughed at. He literally laughed out loud. The and most. I noted, I was like, Chance, you just laughed out loud. He, <laughs> he's like, Hunter, take this. And Sean's like, okay. And then walks out the door. <laughs> 
It was very funny. Um, yeah, and then he goes to hit the nail and smashes a hole in the wall. And just, good thing I'm hanging a picture. Good thing I'm hanging a picture. <laughs> and then he hammers in the wall and puts up the picture of Beanbag Bagwell. Uh-huh. What's so funny about this picture, though, is it's so long, uh-huh. it doesn't need to hang on a nail. It's it rests tr- on the mantle. It's true. Well, the, the picture before rested on the yeah, mantle. Yeah, it didn't need to. It didn't need the nail. Uh, in the in the family portrait area, mm-hmm. um, it's a picture of this lumpy baseball player. <laughs> Sean taking the. There's just so many questions. Why did he take it? Like, did he just take he it? He was because, told to take it. Yeah, he was, he was, take this. How are you supposed to take that? Yeah, it's true. Um, <laughs> Sean. And uh, the Alan and Amy come in, and Alan's like, Eric, what's going on? Why did I have to wrestle this away from Sean? <laughs> Why did I have to wrestle a family fortune away from Sean? And, and Eric's like, well, I needed room for, you know, mm-hmm. this guy. And he's like, Dad, I have one word. Baseball collectibles are hot. <laughs> Eric is so dumb in this <laughs> He is so dumb. <laughs> this, whole, this whole episode. <laughs> I've got one word for you. Baseball collectibles are hot. And Alan, Alan is great, too, because he just looks at him like, what? And he's like, who is that? And he's like, this is the guy who's paying for my college intuition. Where do I begin? Uh-huh. Um, and he explains that this guy is very close. Two hits away yeah. from being the baseball player who's been hit in the head with the baseball the most. Yeah, who's been like walked to first base because they were hit with the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, and after two more, he breaks the record and is now a world record holder. Who holds the record now? I'm thinking Eric <laughs> is the joke. Um, so that's, I mean, that's that scene. It's, uh-huh. it's so funny. It's very funny, but <laughs> what? What just happened? Oh, man. This is hilarious. I'm guessing Eric. <laughs> I'm guessing Eric. And then Corey calls Topanga mm-hmm. to... I think this actually happens right before. But anyway, because uh, Corey is talking to Sean and he's like, I'm my own man. I don't need anybody's permission. And Sean's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm going to go call Topanga and see if it's okay if I go to the park. Mm-hmm. He goes to her house. That's true. That's true. Wait, doesn't he use the phone at some point? I don't think so. Okay, just at the very beginning? Mm-hmm. Okay. And at the very end. Yeah, so he... I guess he leaves to go to Topanga's, and that's when Sean leaves and takes the picture. Mm-hmm. But basically, he's going to go run it by Topanga. And then the next scene... Yeah, he's there. Trini's with, there. With Trini, yeah. Um. And Trini is like, I guess Mr. Feeney and I are going to do the project together, but I can never, ever call him ever again. <laughs> he told me to never call him again. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Which so, is true. Feeney, good boundaries. Good boundaries. Better than Turner. Yep. I mean, you probably shouldn't be doing a history assignment with the student just because you set the assignment. But mm-hmm. That seems a bit cheating, but whatever. So Corey's talking with Topanga about this party, and he's like, I don't know if I should go. And she's like, well, it sounds like fun. Yeah, why don't you go? Why don't you just like go? She does say, uh, Trina didn't say anything about a party. Well, she's not really the type to get invited to parties. Yeah, she doesn't really get... No, people don't really tell Trini about parties. That's right. <laughs> well, people don't really talk to Trini about parties. Uh, poor Trini. Mm. Poor she Trini. deserved better. Justice for Trini. Yeah. She's like, Missy Robinson. What a dumb name, huh, Topanga? <laughs> Missy Robinson. What a dumb name, Topanga. What a dumb name, huh, Topanga? Um, they do say her full name a lot. <laughs> yeah. That's oh, one of those names, I guess. Yeah. I guess we have a few friends that we, uh, we, we always say their full name. Except both of them are married now, and now we don't. <laughs> anyway, um, come on the show. We love you. Anyway. Um, yeah, so she gives him permission. Like, go to the party. Why not? And he's like, well, I'll be back here by nine. I'll get you some ice cream. And she's like, only if it's totally natural and organic. Mm-hmm. She wants only if it's made of organic rice milk. Yeah. Or Chunky Monkey Double Fudge with Jimmy's. Which, of all of the things, so there, there are three things in Boy Meets World that have really stuck with me so far. That's a bad animal, man. Is something I think about all the time. Jasmine Fontana, she sure is. And Junkie Monkey Double Fudge Jimmy's. <laughs> Every time anyone asks me what kind of ice cream I want, I think 
Chunky Monkey Double Fudger Jimmy. What about, I've been up since 6 o'clock. Oh yeah, and I've been up since 6 o'clock. Man, Morgan's not been here this season. She has not yet been here this season. Um, yeah. I've been up since 6 o'clock. I'm feeling very perky. Perky? Perky? Perky, perky, perky. Um, how come? How come? How come, how come, how come? Anyway. Um, so yeah. Chunky Monkey Double Fudger Jimmy is just like, Mm -hmm. the way you say it. Chunky Monkey Double Fudger Jimmy's. Yep. There's a few There's a few more things that stick with me that are coming up. Do you think there's like a writer or someone in the writer's room that that was like their favorite ice cream and they just like threw it out there <laughs> and here it is. Yes. And for those of you who are not East Coast people, Jimmy's are sprinkles. Those little chocolate ones. I don't think, I actually don't think they not are. specifically the chocolate ones. Is it? Mm-hmm. I thought Jimmy's were just sprinkles in general. Oh, I didn't know that. I've lived it, man. You've lived it. I love that East Coast life. You did. It's true. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So, he leaves and he said, if I'm not back by 9 o'clock... We're at war. And we're at war. Is the next scene the party or is the next scene Eric? Next scene is the party. Okay. So, the next... Yes. They, Eric... Or uh, Corey and... Sean show, show up. And what we have here is a situation that is the opposite of the Melissa Harrington geek party. Yes. Where it's still a party where there's a secret. Mm-hmm. But this time the secret is... The two girls and the two boys are the only party. Yeah. Two boys and two girls are the only party. Not Melissa Harrington and all the geeks. It's true. I am fairly certain this is Melissa Harrington's basement, though. Oh, definitely. <laughs> and I was looking at Topanga's room. It's Corey's room. It's Corey's room. But the, that little wall for the door is not there. Well, no. It's just covered up with, like, tapestries and clothes. Like, because where the main door is, it's covered up with tapestries and clothes they've zoomed in so the area off to the sides of the desks isn't in but the it's picture the, same. the window's right there yeah same window it's the same window and the bathroom door of Corey is her bedroom door. is her bedroom door it's mm. i noticed that too i was like this is the exact same set as Corey's room <laughs> like you can tell that the like trim on the wall in the area above and below are the exact yeah. same so like melissa harrington herring yeah harrington's basement also the makeout party, the yep. seven minutes in heaven. Yeah. Also the basement. seven minutes. It's it's <clears throat> just when you need a basement for kissing. This is the one. This is this is the set you go with. Mm-hmm. Um, and she goes. Uh, and they're like, are we the first ones here? They're like, yeah. It's like, wh- where's ever when's everybody else getting here? This is everyone. This is everyone. Surprise. <laughs> uh, I think it's Sean goes. Is this a surprise party? And they're like, kind of surprise. Surprise. <laughs> Um, so this has been set up so mm-hmm. that, um, Libby Harper mm-hmm. can make out with Sean. Uh-huh. She's like, I like your sh- shirt. Thanks. It rhymes with your skirt. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is such an odd concept because this whole party has been set up so that Missy can seduce Corey. And I guess Libby is here just to get Sean away from Corey. <laughs> Maybe because Sean would be his conscience. Which doesn't make any sense, because when Corey's like, I know, be myself. And Sean goes, no, be me. Yeah. It's like, Sean has no conscience. No. Sean isn't going to keep Corey from doing something stupid. Sean is kind of toxic in this episode. He's like, well, who cares if you're going to cheat on your girlfriend? Um, but that being said, I love him so much. I'm so conflicted in this episode. Anyway. You don't seem it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Libby like st- is, starts flirting with Sean, because Corey's like... You and me, sticking together, thick and thin. And then Libby starts flirting to get him away. And he does the shirt skirt line. And um, and then she starts blowing in his ear. And he's like, uh. And Corey's like, Sean. Mm-hmm. Uh. And Corey's like, just go. <laughs> so they run upstairs, leaving Corey alone with dun, dun, dun. Missy Robinson. <laughs> Uh, so Corey and Missy are alone in a basement with deer heads. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so there's some deer heads on the wall. And this is when Missy Robinson lets it slip. Like, yes, my dad shot those, but he's never killed a boy that I liked. Yeah, he's never shot a boy uh, she liked before. And he's like, you like me? She's like, yeah, of course I do. Corey, he he cannot be that oblivious. Hey, Can he? He should have just They got play it off that he should have left right then. He should have just like, been like, okay, that, that's enough. Then I'm going to go. Yeah. You're like, oh, this isn't what I thought. Because if go. I could think of the perfect woman, she wouldn't Topanga even wouldn't close. even come. She wouldn't even come close to Topanga. And you wouldn't even come close to her. I mean, if there is any girl in the 90s that's coming close to Topanga, though, it's Missy Robinson. <laughs> but anyway. Um, 
But yeah, so Amy Joe Johnson. Amy Joe is that oh, Isn't that the Pink Power yeah, Ranger? Yeah, it's Pink Power Ranger. Um That's it, Topanga Pink Power Ranger. Topanga There's Pink no Power Ranger. And then like a, a half step down is Missy Robbins. Maybe a full step. A step down, to say the least. Um, but my date with the president's daughter. I mean, I don't know what that means, but... Um, T and Tamara Maori were great. Oh, yeah, they were great. The Olsen twins. Mm-hmm. Who were other people in the 90s? Other people in the 90s. <laughs> Saddam Hussein. Oh. Bill Clinton. What's what's happening? I'm just naming people from the 90s. Um, who were it girls, I meant. <laughs> uh, the yellow in Space Ranger. Huge crush for me. Oh, all right. She was ninety nine, so she it still just, counts. Just under just the wire. There. Um, well, she was also the yellow Turbo Ranger, but anyway, you know, Power Rangers is it is what it is. It is what it is. Um, As we were saying, Corey should have known better and left right then. <laughs> yes, Corey should have left, but instead, Missy says, "I'm gonna stare deep into your eyes until I unlock all your secrets." So he just starts telling her his life story mm-hmm. for what must be at least an hour and a half, if not more. And he tells about his birth. And his birth. I loved my blue blankie. I loved my blue blankie. And then he cuts to fourth grade when he finds that he has flat feet. But he'll live a perfectly mm-hmm. healthy life. This had to be a long conversation. What time do you think this party started? Well, that's what I was saying. I think it's like 7.30 to 9, probably. He's talking for an hour and a half, just telling his whole life story. Mm-hmm. That's nuts. <laughs> well, I've said Corey can't be that oblivious. He is. He's completely. I think he unaware. knows exactly what's going on right now. That's why he's trying to fill time. I guess time. it has been made pretty clear. Yeah. But like, there are a million better ways to handle it better. Oh yeah. So Missy is like, "Well, let's cut to now." And he's like, "There's not much going on, me now. Just you, me, and the heads." And she's like, "Well, let's make it a little more exciting." She puts on music. Mm-hmm. Get she, up to dance. Mm-hmm, they get she up to dance. Moves in to kiss him. He puts his his mouth. hand over his mouth. <laughs> and she kisses the, the backside of his hand and he goes, Missy Robinson, you're trying to seduce me. <laughs> Which is the entire reason She's she like, has this name. I'm not doing a very good job. Yeah. She wanted to be making out by nine o'clock. And he's like, nine o'clock. We're at war. I need your phone. And he takes the phone into the seven minutes in heaven closet mm-hmm. and calls Topanga. Yes. And Missy's wrapped herself around him and blowing in his ear and yeah. i usually kind of think she's nibbling on his ear a little bit at oh one my. point <laughs> it's a bit much there missy it was it was easy there bit. missy and he's like i'll be right there with your ice cream and she's oh like, oh oh susanna <laughs> don't you cry for me because <laughs> i come from alabama with a banjo on my knee and then he's like you know topanga when you just get a song inside your head you gotta sing it yeah um and she's like you are not getting out of here that easy Mm -hmm. and he's like i have a girlfriend and i can't and she stops him and kisses him and she goes i think you very much can do this and he's like no i can't like you're very attractive but and then a car Mm -hmm. you got like a car horn she's Mm -hmm. like you gotta go right now (laughs) and his butt turns into and you're a little oversensitive So, turns out her dad's home. She's not supposed to have boys over. Figures. Missy. Missy Robinson. Mm-hmm. So, I don't Sean, care what anyone says. Missy is super likable. <laughs> she really is. She's kind Missy of a delight. Robinson. Um, but then... Um, yeah, Sean, it, Corey looks up at the head, or she go, he goes, what'll happen if he catches me? You see those heads? That. Or like, you see... She's like, how fast, how fast do I need to go? You see those heads? Faster. And he like looks up and he sees his own head there. Like, he just looks down. Get out. <laughs> yeah. And then someone taps him on the shoulder. It spooks him. It's Sean. Mm-hmm. He's like, there's not a basement in Philadelphia that Sean Hunter's not escaped out of. Well, because they're all this... Yes, it's the same basement. So. Once you've done one, you've done them all. Because they're literally all the same. <laughs> this is a really weird suburb of Philadelphia that just builds all the houses mm-hmm. exactly the same. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Missy goes, goes, okay, then hurry. Take the back stairs, out the garage, over the, uh, over the, the fence. 30-yard dash to the highway. Into some shrubs, and it's a 30-yard dash to the highway. It's like, you've done this before. You've done this before. Now go. And then they run off and Libby comes down and the girls just look like those boys. Um, and then we cut to Eric. Eric in the living room. Mm-hmm. They're watching baseball. Um, he's been the, the players being led up to the plate. Yeah. With his eyes are swollen shut. Because of how many times he was beamed in the last mm-hmm. episode. And he's like, two more bean balls. We all go to college. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's paid two hundred dollars. Yeah, he's paid two for this picture. He's like that store owner didn't know what he had. He's like, oh, when you walked in, I think he did. <laughs> when you walked in, I think he did. <laughs> and uh, so they're like setting it up that you know. It's too easy. Uh, the pitcher is unbelievably wild. Mm-hmm. His pitchers are just all over the place tonight. Mm-hmm. You hear it, and then you just hear the <laughs> like he's been hit in the head. Doesn't sound like there's a helmet. No, I, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't sound good. And then they're like, he's on a. He's they're he's not even moving. Of, they're taking him out on a stretcher, and he's like, oh, this from the stretcher. He's requesting a mic. This is crazy. And he says, Today, I consider myself the stupidest man on the face of the earth. I retire from baseball. Which is a throwback to Lou Gehrig. And oh, it's like it? The Pride of the Yankees. There's a movie about Lou Gehrig where he's like, Today, I can, and he said this in real life too. Today, I consider myself the luckiest man on the face of the earth. Because he's had this like amazing baseball career and all of this stuff. I did not so know. So it's a reference to that. Okay. I think it's a pretty common quote. I, I, I guess I've heard man it. luckiest part. You probably have. I guess I've heard it, but... Um, and then Eric's like, Baggy, Baggy, no. Baggy, no. Um, <laughs> at the end, he goes, That man will play baseball again. Or my name isn't Eric Neil Matthews. <laughs> and he's just like, That's not your middle name. <laughs> and the whole... And, and the scene cuts out with Eric. Eric just kind of like calculating. <laughs> yeah. And like, huh? huh? Trying to figure it out. So I do this thing sometimes where I make up middle names for people. I'll, I'll just be like, Cameron Bartholomew. It's a good one. <laughs> and I just, I don't know why I've done it, but I wonder if this is kind of the catalyst. I wonder if this is why I started making up middle <laughs> names for people. This is a very formative show. It, Who knew? It was a very formative show for me. It's a bad animal, man. Chunky <laughs> um, Monkey Double Fudge with Jimmies. Chunky Monkey Double Fudge with Jimmies. That farmhouse. There. Yeah. We'll get there. We'll get there. <laughs> But I think about it all Paging the time. Doctor Pudding. <laughs> Paging, Paging Doctor Chocolate, Chocolate Pudding. pudding. <laughs> anyway. Sorry, everyone. We're having fun. Yeah, we're having a great time. Um, um, but yeah, so yeah, that's the end of that plot. It's, mm-hmm. it's done. That's now. it. It's done. Um, we cut to Corey and Sean are in the basement of Chubby's. Yes. They got there so fast because they took the freeway. <laughs> Good thing they took the freeway. And they used a toll booth? Question mark? Apparently. Um, I guess they were running so fast. It's like they were a car. <laughs> they had to pay a toll. And so he goes up to not the normal bar for chubbies. It's a weird kind of low bar. And he's like, give me a pint of your finest uh, chunky monkey. monkey double fudge. He doesn't get the jimmies. Mm. Uncaring boyfriend. Uncaring. And uh, he's like, why did I do it, Sean? Why did I kiss Missy Robinson? Better question is, why are you saying it to everyone at Chubby's? Um, what a wild imagination I have. <laughs> and then... Sean's trying to talk him into, like, it's okay. It's okay, you don't have to worry about it. Because yeah. she kissed you, you were the victim. And you don't have to tell Topanga, because there's no way she can ever find out. And what should happen, who should come up behind Cory Butt? Topanga. That's not the way you were supposed to Topanga. say it. Topanga. Thank you. Dun, dun, dun. No. E- edit that to make it work. Topanga. <laughs> um, yeah, so Topanga comes around to me. He's like, oh, that's funny, Sean. Because if she was, oh, Susanna, don't, don't you cry, cry for me. me. And then Sean joins in. Because I come from, from Alabama with the banjo on my knee. Uh, Such a fun song. Um, they're so guilty. And Topanga's just like, I was just going crazy sitting at home. Yeah, I needed Which, to get out. In this day and age, Topanga, you ain't seen nothing. You ain't seen nothing yet. Um, man, she really did her hair to come out. Her hair looks great. I, I wrote that down. I was like, for being sick for several days, her hair looks amazing. <laughs> maybe Topanga is just an angel that and always just has what, hair. what else are you going to do when you're at home sick? I, yeah, maybe she was just doing her hair the whole time. Um, Super Nintendo, doing your hair. <laughs> yep, exactly. Super Nintendo and hairstyling. Uh, I think the 64 came out in 96. So, yeah. Super Not yet. Super Nintendo. I was just I was just checking mentally. Um, so, yeah. Topanga's there. And she's like, and I thought you might have forgotten about me. He's like, does this look like I forgot? And he gives her the ice cream. He's like, she goes, oh, well, do you mind if I not kiss you? Like, I'm still a little still germy. germy. He's like, yep, I'll call you tomorrow. She leaves. And Sean's like, see? We got away with it. Got away with nothing. Mm-hmm. And he calls her back and he tells her. And Topanga's just like, are you kidding? Yeah. Like, Corey Matthews. 
She scolds him. Um, but eventually... She's like, what, did she kiss you like this? And she gives him a peck. And he's like, no. Well, he's like, do we have to do... And she's like, I need to know. I need to know. Did, did, did she kiss you like this? And lays a big one on him. Yeah. He's just like, no one's ever kissed me like that. And she, like, <laughs> angry smiles and says, mm-hmm. and Corey Matthews will be the last time if you ever try anything like this again. And then it, like, cuts out with them, like, smiling, smiling at each, at each other. other. She's way too forgiving. She is way too forgiving, but the fact that it, like, just happens and he immediately tells her does give him some, like... He didn't lie. He didn't lie. He didn't try to hide it. He was... He clearly felt guilty. I mean, I don't know. I'm not saying what he did wasn't wrong, because he should have, like, bolted out of there immediately. But, like, coming clean, doing the right thing, that's more forgivable. I don't know. Yeah, I guess. It just feels like a... Not even a slap on the wrist. Yeah. A kiss on the lips. And you go (laughs) off scot-free. Yeah. Um, But not actually scot-free, because the tag at the end. Yeah. (laughs) He he gets his... She knew what she was doing. She knew what she was doing. Um, And that's... I mean, that's the end of that. That's it. That's the end of that. Yeah. So then in the tag at the end, we get the resolution to... Feeny. Feeny and Eli. Where he ended up walking 10 miles. Yep. (laughs) Okay, first off, I don't know what's going on with Jonathan's vest here, but it kind of looks like Han Solo, and I'm digging it. (laughs) Um, Reboot Star Wars. Everyone's Muppets. Anthony Tyler Quinn is Han Solo. Great. That's a big Twitter thing right now, is pick a movie, Everyone's Muppets, but one character. Anthony Tyler This is Han Solo, but it's Anthony Tyler Quinn is Han Solo. But 1995, Anthony Tyler Quinn. Even now, when he was in Girl Meets World, he still looked good. Yeah, he's a good looking man. I agree. Um, Yeah, so Eli is talking to him, and he's like, was George okay? Like... With his bad knee and all. It's like, bad knee? (laughs) What are you talking about? Turner's just like, oh no, you got took, didn't you? (laughs) And like, Feeney's like, Eli! And he like, joyfully jaunts down the Uh stairs. I love Mr. Feeney here so much. (laughs) Like, rubbing in the fact that he's great. Uh That he's not hurt at all. He's like, nothing like a 10 mile walk to really... Liven your step. Um... Yeah, so Turner owes him 50 bucks, and turns out Eli owes $500. $500. He took him for charity. Uh-huh. And... So good. Yeah. And then he's like, or after Vini leaves, Eli's like, you got, can you cover me for lunch for yeah, the year? I, I can cover you for lunch. For the year. For the year. And then everyone just like does the... Yeah. And then it cuts over to Topanga on the phone, mm-hmm. looking... Fantastic. Yeah, looks good. She's got this blazer on, this large belt. Yeah, she's looking Um, great. Other things, too. She's got other clothes on. Those are the two that I noticed. (laughs) Sure. We are, you don't come to our podcast to hear about fashion. (laughs) Yeah, there's a reason. Um, I leave that to Clinton and Stacy over on What Not to Wear. Sure. Cool. Um, and she's talking to Corey, and she's like, does it feel like knives in your throat every time you swallow? I don't know. I haven't swallowed in days. That sounds like what I had. Yeah, it sounds like what I had. But don't worry. I've sent something over that'll have you on your feet in no time. And he walks Trini. She's like, <laughs> I'm here to make you feel better. All better. Yep. He's like, and you get the real end. All better. All better. And the episode ends. Mm-hmm. And there it is. And there it is. <laughs> this episode. Um, yeah. I like this episode a lot. Mm-hmm. It's good. I feel like it just plays on the idea of like, as a guy, you can't be friends with a girl or work with a girl without there being some sort of romantic entanglement. I don't, but does it though? I mean, she clearly has like plans for him from the beginning. Yeah, but it's like that's I, maybe that's just the writing on the show. It's like that's the only female characters they ever introduce her love interests. Yeah, it's true. I I think they write Missy in a much more likable way than they could. She could be a mo- lot more. I mean, she's very conniving, but she's not like she's very honest in her conniving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like they could have written her as very like manipulative and very like like trying to. I don't know. I just think she's very likable. She is. Um. They don't write her as a villain, even though she's clearly meant to be the villain. Mm-hmm. She's no Topanga, though. She is. But who is? Um, yeah, this episode is a mess. I actually, I think this episode is an absolute mess. Just <laughs> it's like, a fun mess, though. It is. It is the definition of a fun mess. Because the Eric thing 
two scenes. The Eli thing, one scene and a tag at the end. Mm-hmm. Like, Corey gets off scot-free. Like, Sean, I don't know, Sean is something else in this episode. He is, at most, at both times, the funniest character in this episode and the most toxic character mm-hmm. in this For episode. For sure. And it's just, I don't know, it's great. <laughs> it, this episode is a mess, but in the best way possible. Mm-hmm. The best sort of mess. So what did you rate it then? Uh, I think I'm going to give it an 8.5. Ooh. <laughs> All right, I gave it a seven point five. Okay, that that makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, did you rate it last week's episode higher than me? Yeah. Oh, you gave it a nine, and I gave it a nine and a half. Yeah. Okay. And our guest gave it a nine point seven five. No, she gave it a nine point nine. Nine point nine. That's right. <laughs> she gave it a nine point nine. <laughs> yeah, but this one, I'm giving it an eight point five. I really I had fun. Like, it's a mess. It's a good time. But. The jokes landed with me. Um, I'd give it higher if the Eli plot wasn't in it, probably. Mm-hmm. I feel like the Eric plot is so good. The Eric plot is very good. It's like just as long as it needed to be. And so funny. Like every single thing that happens is hilarious. It's true. It's nothing. It's absolutely not. It's, it's cotton candy. Cotton candy's good, man. Yeah. There's pleasure in eating cotton candy. It's true. It gives you nothing. But it was very good. Um, so MVP we need to talk about. Because I have two in mind. I forgot to write anybody down. So my initial thought was Sean, just because he's so funny the whole time. Virgo, they want you. <laughs> Walking out with the picture. Mm-hmm. Um, the Joining in with the Oh Susanna. Like, Sean is so funny. But he's also the worst. Mm-hmm. Just absolutely <laughs> terrible. He's like, he he's reducing women down to like, all women are the same. They all have this one want. Um, he is basically telling Corey to cheat the whole time. Um, I don't know. I, it's really hard for me because like, Franklin Roosevelt and the New Deal. It's so it's been my answer for two years. It's so funny. And the, if I can't do this project with you, my very best friend, I'm just not gonna. Hey, Sean, you have a partner. Gotta go. Gotta go. <laughs> he's so funny. But he's also the just worst. Just awful. Who's your other? Missy Robinson? Uh, Topanga. Topanga is great. Topanga is great in every scene she's in. Um, she's so is in. Eric, though. It's true. <laughs> the beanbag bagwell. I just... We, we can't give him most valuable player. <laughs> because he's not in it. He, well, he doesn't contribute to the plot. <laughs> I would give it to Topanga. Yeah, let's give it to Topanga. Um, the other one was going to be Trini, but... I feel like Topanga's a little more than Trini. We say justice for Trini, but not enough to give her MVP. Yeah. She's got to work a little harder to get something like that. Miss, Missy can be a... Uh, Missy can be like... First rotation. Yeah, she's almost MVP. First alternate. Like, if, if Topanga's unable to complete her duties as MVP, Missy, Missy Robinson will take her place. It's true. Uh, which is oddly fitting for this episode. Uh, what did you name it? I said Boy Meets the Great Depression. I just named it Boy Meets Missy Robinson. I feel like that's good. Because <laughs> they say it so many mm-hmm. times in this episode. Missy Robinson. Yeah, it's always what a, silly, what a stupid name. Not to I, I would also accept Boy Meets Topo Gigio. <laughs> Topo Gigio. <laughs> I will take either of those. You pick. Let's go with Missy Robinson. Boy meets Missy Robinson. Great. And that's the one and only time. Yeah, this is the only time. Um, There it is. Yeah. That's the episode. I had a surprising amount of fun with this episode. I always remember this episode, but I didn't think I'd have as much fun with it as I did. But both times, I just had a ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, MV. Most valuable moment, MVM, is Sean walking out with family portrait. (laughs) Good thing I'm making a picture. (laughs) Here, Hunter, take this. Okay. Just walk out the door. Uh, it's great. And that's it. Anything we need to cover here at the, the back half? Um, we are still doing our Just as Feeney and his Walk for Charity. Review for Charity. Yep. If you leave, leave us a review. review. Last I checked. Let me do a quick check a I checked a couple days ago. You know, it's just always good to know. Um, well, while he's checking, we are donating a dollar uh, to... Ch- to uh, a local homeless shelter called Food and Shelter for Friends, uh, which Reese actually just did an article yeah. on for the Norman Transcript. He did. So our guest two episodes ago. Two or three. Three at this point. Three at this point, yeah. He uh, he did an article about it. So you can find that on the Norman Transcript. Um, but Food and Shelter, I work there. Yeah, definitely a good place How many How many reviews have we gotten? We are still added two since we've started. Okay. Maybe Come on. 
maybe we'll turn turn it up to five dollars a review if we don't get any. <laughs> we don't get any. Um, but it, reviewing fifty dollars a review that way, if you only get one review, still get the money. Um, yeah, there you go. And uh, yeah, and reviewing really does help people find the show. Mm-hmm. Um, we've been getting good numbers. Um, a little down since the holidays, but. From what I understand, that is to be expected. I don't know. It's our first time doing this. Um, well, I kind of looked it up and review. And podcast listening kind of goes Look down to the holidays. Um, doing some market research. So, so yeah. Uh, review uh, next week is a New Year's episode, which it's we're weeks late. It'll be in the yeah. That'll be in the third week of January. We're recording point. this episode on the second. Uh huh. So, so that'll be like the ninth that we even record it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be a week before we record it. Again, if we even our friend Charlie was like, "Do you guys realize that in a couple of weeks you guys are doing the New Year's episode?" Yes, we know. <laughs> like, yeah, if we would have planned that a little better, huh? You know, a lot of people don't even listen to it on the day it comes out. It's true. So it's fine. If we like ever take off and get lots more listeners, yeah, most people won't. Most, even even then, <laughs> even if it's not super taked off. Taken off. Taked off. Tooked off. Um, for those people, this promotion that we're doing right now with the dollar ends in July. In of January. <laughs> July, wow. Oh January of January 2021. So. Yeah. Although, if you leave a review and you like request us to donate a dollar to the homeless shelter, we probably will. Or you can. Yeah. You know, anybody can. But yeah, rate us. Um, share us with your friends. Share us on social media. Yes. Say a big thank you to Dizzy Parker. <laughs> I kept wanting to say Reese Gorman, who was our guest a few weeks ago. Big thank you to Dizzy Parker for the use of our theme song. You can check out the link in this episode description to see everything else that he has done, as well as the song from this episode. Yep. And I think that's everything. That's everything I got. So from all of us here at Boy Meets World Fever. So long, world. So long, world. When the meets world.